Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma. My name is Nick, and today's topic is how to create your reality by changing your beliefs. Welcome to the Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma, bringing you ancient wisdom for modern day success so that you can sparkle just a little bit brighter each and every day. If what you hear speaks to your soul, go ahead and give us a rating and a review in iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And hey, if there's somebody in your life that you think would enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. Well, hello, Kisma. Hello. How are you today? I'm awesome. How are you? I am also awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be podcasting, really excited again for this topic. Always excited to be podcasting. Always. Mm -hmm. Uh, So today... I think we'll just dive right into it if that's okay with yes, you. Yes. Uh, it's an interesting topic uh, inspired by you. So it's I want a great topic. I can't wait. Want to get a little. <laughs> she's very excited. There. I love this topic. Scream it out, Kisma. Yes. Creating your reality. Creating your reality, manifestation, how to create your reality by changing your beliefs. Bingo. So, first thing I want to mention or just kind of get your thoughts on about this is. Are people already creating their reality? All the time, every minute, every second, every hour, every day. All the time. So <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> so this is really important, everyone. Look around. What you have, what's in your life, your attitude, your disposition was created by you. And oftentimes this can be a tricky understanding or, or realization because we'll we'll see the effect, right? If we look at the universal law of cause and effect, we're always seeing the effect. We don't always know the cause. But here's one thing that you can count on. Your frequency, the, the frequency of your field is resonant with what's around you. So if there are issues, if there are things you're not happy about, if there are if there's drama and struggle, This is about your frequency, and your frequency is determined by your choices. Frequency is determined by your choices. Absolutely. And your frequency is what creates your reality or what attracts. What attracts. Yeah. Yeah. Our scientific friends like to use this word resonance. So like attracts like. Your frequency is attracting other people the same frequency, opportunities, places, situations, So obviously, if we're looking to elevate our existence, elevate our life, we want to what? Raise our frequency. So if I walk into a restaurant and I get a terrible waiter, Mm. is that me? Like, what's up with that? Well, (laughs) who have you been terrible to? Well, nobody that I'm aware of. Yeah. Yeah, or yourself. Okay, maybe that. So, <laughs> right? But this is back to the tricky thing. Is there a chance that that waiter just happened to walk up to your table? Yes, but let me tell you something. If you go, if you really look deeply into this teaching and try not to analytically, you know, object or be like, is that real? Just look at it and observe. And the lessons are magnificent. So rather than oh, that can't be, or what did I do? Just just look and go, well, that's interesting. And without judging yourself, without condemning yourself, just, just look inward and be like, wow, have I treated anybody recently? Have I treated myself poorly recently? Or am I just giving off this kind of low vibratory disposition that would attract 
you know, a waiter that just doesn't care about me because in, I forget what episode it was, but we also talked about full potential and how you can speak from your full potential to another person's full potential and change the situation. Okay. I think we'll have to cover that at another date. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a, a kind of important part because I do this every once in a while where mm-hmm. something's showing up in my life that's just frustrating. Yes. Annoying. And like some Leonard, the dog, <laughs> he's good though. Um, well, without going into details, yeah. cause I don't want to defame a company or anything like that, but I bought a product. Oh, totally yeah. did not perform as expected. Mm-hmm. Um, gone back and forth with both the vendor and then with the manufacturer and now with the credit card companies mm-hmm. to deal with it. Cause it was a larger purchase, um, just to get it rectified. Right. Uh, and I kind of started to get into that a little bit around that of like, what did I like? This is like, it just seems like every turn is more and more resistance. Like what, what did I do to create this? You know? So I, my mind started to get into a little bit and I don't know that there was a clear answer and I don't right. know that that was actually a productive thought flow. So mm-hmm. I just stopped. I was like, I'm just going to deal with it as it is. Okay. So what I would share with that, um, knowing the situation, just for you listeners out there, you know, every now and then, like you order something you really wanted, it's super cool, it's very expensive, and it doesn't work. And this is very frustrating. So, what I, glancing back, looked at is, you know, we don't know what, if anything, you did specifically to attract this camera that didn't work. But here's what I think could have been done differently is taken swifter action to just immediately rectify it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Right? Yeah. So so for everyone listening, this is the teaching point. It's not to beat yourself up or whatever, be like, you know what? Like Nick wanted this particular camera to work so badly and he kept, he spent way too much time trying to get it to work. It wasn't working. He sent it back twice, but in between he was still doing it. And it really was, it was so clear. It should just been like company not working fix it like not just fix it send me another one and really insist yeah it just it was you taking up so much time Mm -hmm. and i was really just so set on getting it to work yeah you got set yeah i did yeah i did (laughs) i wasn't willing to cut it earlier Mm -hmm. like i want it to work like it can totally work and it's just Mm -hmm. totally is not right so yeah yeah that's kind of what i was thinking Mm -hmm. about so when i was thinking about things getting twisted up and i i see that in life too and i Mm -hmm. think we've talked about this before where when you don't take a swift action on something, yes. it just gets delayed for God knows how long. Yeah. You know, and then things get stuck. It's like, it, it just, and I think that it's kind of happened here, mm-hmm. you know, with that. Totally so, happened here. So, remember, it's cool. we, yeah, we always say the universe is fast, the universe is rapid. And if we ignore what the universe is telling us, it kind of, can create some funky karma. Got a little stuck in my own agenda. Yeah, you did. I did. It's okay. Yeah, I totally did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let's backpedal a little bit here. Um, we talk about then the thoughts. You know how a yes. thoughts how a thought creates a reality. Well, that was the original title of this, and you know our what we believe is our truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really wanted to tie it in so you you know our listeners could understand that you have this ability to really create your reality by changing your beliefs. So with a thought. So with a thought, but I think it's important to understand where does a thought come from? Exactly. So most of you, I'm sure, have heard this, as you think, so you become, right? Buddha said it, Bruce Lee said it, I, everybody says it, that's smart. As you think, so you become. It's a universal law of truth. And, and just a quick highlight of that, if you look at 
the universal plane of intelligence, right? The universal mind. There will be sections. I like to, I, I explain it to my students this way. There will be sections that what you're thinking, your thoughts are like magnets, your words are like magnets. So what you're thinking, what you're saying will be a magnet to attract you to that section of the universal plane that is resonant with your thoughts. So if you're having a lot of negative thoughts, chances are that, you know, those magnetic thoughts are attracting you to other negative people or situations. You're creating more and more of that. If you're a very positive person, I bet you find that you're around other positive people or situations. So think of everything that you think as a magnet. Now, right before the thought is an energy. So we want to look at the energy as the belief within you. What is it that you identify with? What is the kind of energy at a soul level? You know, Nick and I are doing a ton of soul reading and soul clearings, and it's so fascinating to go deep with a human and really discover what they are at a soul level and how that is creating a certain belief in their entire field and disposition. Mm. Yeah, and how that starting from that basic fundamental piece of soul, you know, the soul energy, and then how that ripples out Mm -hmm. and expresses into the world. And I think that's an important piece for everybody to understand is like, there is something that happens before a thought. There is something that happens before a thought. And then, but the thought continues then to funnel towards, Mm -hmm. uh, say a preference or something that you like. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And, um, and as it does that, it creates a desire, right? And mm-hmm. the desire uh, then continues to drive forward. You have mo- emotions around that, right? So typically a human being is seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Mm-hmm. They basically have two two fundamental motivating factors. One is to acquire something in mm-hmm. the world that we believe is going to make us feel happier or more fulfilled or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And the other is to enjoy whatever that right. thing is. I want to get a partner. I want to enjoy my time with that partner. Right. I want to get a car and then I'm going to enjoy that car. Right. Right. So whatever that is, it's it's usually outside of ourselves or something of the world. So uh, thought to desire, there's emotions that charge that and then that manifests your action in the world. So if mm-hmm. you want to find a partner uh, and you don't have a partner, you know, that, you know, that desire is going to lead you to, you know, wherever you think you're going to meet a partner, dating sites, bars, um, yoga classes, wherever you think you're going to find that person, right? So the exigency of action, this is mm-hmm. called. So it's it's a step-by-step process. But this is the fundamental piece that I think is so important and the one that we're getting at here is what comes before it and yes. that sur- that energy surrounding the thought, mm-hmm. right? So just kind of look at it as, a, the thought, yeah, as yeah. a belief. So for instance, if you have a belief that you do not have enough money in your life, this will be your reality. If you have that belief, if you're identifying with lack and limitation, you will create more of that. Think of that belief and those thoughts as a magnet. If you have a belief that someone that looks different than you is not going to be a good person, you will see that in your world. If you have a belief that women are emotional, you will see that. If you have a belief that feminism has destroyed you know, the masculine male, you will see that. If you have a belief that men are cheaters, you will see that in your life. Mm. 
Yes. So you'll, you'll, it's basically like a filter mm-hmm. and it filters out right. all of the things that don't coincide with that and then continues to reinforce that belief. Right. So right. these things, and then it continues to attract that and those things show up for you. Right. So yeah. it's not having, you know, we talk about that reticular activation where, you know, the potential of seeing, mm. of really seeing what you want to see in the world, what you desire to see. You're by your beliefs creating a desire to see more of the negative that you're believing. Mm. And then that's just a downward. It's just a dark base, yucky matrix program, man. Get out. (laughs) Change it up. Whoa. (laughs) It is though, like, and it Mm -hmm. it continues. And and I think the, I think one of the things that we get caught in in is comparison. Mm -hmm. So there's in our world, Based on our perspective, let's just say from the United States, we're in California, mm-hmm. and this would differ certainly within the country, but there's a certain idea of what wealth is, and there's a certain idea of what poverty is, Yes, right? And so when we look out, we see somebody that's has, say, more than us, and we mm-hmm. think that person is wealthy, mm-hmm. right? But, but ultimately, the real wealth or poverty exists in the person's mind, because yeah. certainly there's those people out there who have so much more but they're in poverty in their mind. They think that they don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And so they're operating from that belief. And so now they're stuck in a constant state of anxiety that's right. saying like, I need to have more. I need to have more, you know, so that gets them like right. greed and wanting, craving, constantly looking outside mm-hmm. to feel like, oh, like I have enough. Yeah. And when you have the abundance mindset, the prosperity mindset, you will continue to create more of that because that's what you believe. The world is prosperous. My life is prosperous. I have the ability to create, whether it's more wealth or better health or more loving relationships. When you believe that, you will do it. You have to be in action, of course. And okay, so interesting now is then we get into the idea that um, as you think, so you become. Yes. Right? And- what about affirmations? Because I know that a lot of people like try oh, that, and but it's it's worth talking about. Like, no, no. why are you rolling your eyes? And why are you rolling your eyes? Not rolling really my eyes. I'm looking up. It <laughs> wasn't a roll. It was a glance <laughs> upward. It's a valid question. All right. Okay. Here's my thing on affirmations. Like, God bless the affirmations. Go have the your little affirmation boards. But I have a question. I have never seen just one post it on someone's refrigerator or mirror. And here comes the train of truth, by the way. I've never, it's usually what, 10, maybe 15, 20 little post-its from, ah, you're awesome. Go rock the day. Think positive. You can lose that weight. Well, here's my question. Why the heck do we need like 10 to 20 little post-its? Obviously, because the first post-it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Or you want more. Or you want more, which it's okay to want more, though. I don't want to diminish people really having, you know, desire is not a bad thing. The idea is you elevate your desire. You you climb the ladder, right? You, You step off of a lower rung and you step up to a higher rung. But, but that's not necessarily more. That's a higher frequency. That's a higher frequency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So back to affirmations. Look, they can make you feel good. It's a reminder of your potentiality. There's certain certainly reminders of the possibility, but you've got to go inward and change what you are believing and thinking. If that little affirmation helps you do it, awesome. Yeah, well, I think that that you probably you get to the heart of it there and that and why 
they seem to give you a little boost for a short while yeah. mm-hmm. and then they kind of stop. Right. They just sort of stop working. Yeah. And then and then the belief is that, well, it worked a little bit when I did it this much. And so if I do it more, then it will work better. Or some look, I'm a huge fan of Sharpies. So some people just like to get their Sharpies out and draw like cute phrases and stick them on the refrigerator. I'll tell you what's gonna work more is if you look at yourself in the mirror and say, I got this. And I'll give a shout out to my friend. Mark Romatz, who is in the Metropolitan Opera, and he told me this story. You know, he was in Montreal. Like, he's such a great musician. And he took the audition at the Met, and he was probably a bit older than most people auditioning. And, you know, he's really worked on diminishing and minimizing the doubting chatter in his head. And he just, he was like, every day he looked in the mirror and was like, I got this. I'm going to win this job. And he won. Now, he also practiced his butt off. Yeah. Right? Definitely backed up with action. he took action, but his affirmation was looking in his eyes. So if you want an affirmation, look in the mirror and look into your own soul and tell yourself that. Don't write it on a post-it with a cute Sharpie. Like, look into your eyes and make that statement and then receive it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, it's, it's, well, two things there. It's like how successful he had become mm-hmm. before he won that job mm-hmm. and then still having that chatter. It's like, it happens to so many people. I think that's important to understand mm-hmm. is that you can be successful mm-hmm. in the world, even with that. You can be. You can be. It's just, mm-hmm. it just, it's harder. It's going to feel, yeah. It's going to feel harder. You're going to go against the grain and things, you know, it's just, it's going to feel gonna like more work. it's going to take a toll. It's going to take a toll on your entire existence in your field. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um, but then to just clear that out and, and yeah, people who have kind of getting back into taking auditions or taking an audition after they haven't in a while, like that's a really, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a different, it's a difficult transition. I've right. seen mm-hmm. um, all kinds of funny things going on in the head. Mm-hmm. So that's an awesome example. And I remember when, uh, when you on the yoga studio mm-hmm. on the, on the fridge, there wasn't like a ton of affirmations, Mm-mm. but you wrote the monthly number. On the I fridge. wrote what I wanted to make that number. And there it was. Yeah. And you just go after it. Wasn't, you after took it. dynamic action. Yeah every single day right. to go after it but yeah. that that was the number for the month that was yeah. on the fridge yeah. and it was no fancy no there was no it was, fancy it was like i remember looking at it like like it's kind of like your handwriting's kind of funny good. like it's a little it's a little doctorish and yeah. uh, and just that was put it. that sucker up on the thing yeah. and you'd run after I'm it do that we do that again yeah that was cool mm-hmm. it worked mm-hmm. it really it totally worked. worked um but yeah it's like i think at the end of the day it just it doesn't have the lasting effect and mm-hmm. it and it doesn't really seem to solve the mm-hmm. underlying problem. Right. It's almost I think of it almost like a like a shelf paper. Yeah. Right. You know, right. so the, the affirmations. Yeah. So what is the lasting effect and what does solve? I mean for for me, you know, it's that belief. And oftentimes it does take great insight, um, great introspection and much patience to look inward and eliminate the negative programs um, or the negative beliefs. We certainly have so many courses that do this, but you know, if you're on your own and you don't want to do a course, you know, be patient and really go inward and 
be, and I say this, be supremely meticulous with your thought flow because those thoughts are going out and doing things. They're doing things. They're manifesting. And when people understand that, it's like, what? It's like, why didn't they tell us this in the, you know, fourth grade? Hey, by the way, kids, everything you think can actually manifest into your reality because then kids are awesome manifestors, but around third, fourth, fifth grade, they start listening to adults and, and lose that ability a bit. Well, and then the thought, like the thought expressing into a word. Oh, yeah. Like when the word, when you speak it. Yes. Like it's a crystallized, like a mm-hmm. thought go, or that mm-hmm. word goes out there and it does things. It does things. And I think that's where real diligence comes mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. as far as listening to yourself speak. Right. Right. You know, and, and that was one of the power, most powerful things just in learning to look at myself from a new perspective Mm -hmm. when I had an opportunity to sit down in a group and they were just like, tell us your story, you know, tell Mm -hmm. us, tell us what's up. And, and I actually, it was kind of like an out of body experience. Actually, I started to like share really Mm -hmm. authentically, like where I was in my life, which was not pretty at the time. And I, I heard myself speak and it was like instantly you already gained some insights. But I think a lot of people speak and in the back of their mind, they're kind of thinking about what comes next rather than actually listening to the mm-hmm. words that are coming mm-hmm. out and the patterns in those words. Mm-hmm. So when that's in a, you know, I think in a group setting, like it gets reflected back and you're held to a different standard with it as well. But that kind of like authentic expression is important. Yes. And a lot of times it becomes like a, Oh, well, that's just, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, you know, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. And sure, sometimes there's that. But but if you look at the pattern of speech, mm-hmm. like, oh, I could never do that. Exactly. You know? Yes. I, I've been working on this a lot with, again, some clients and students just through email or words or whatever. And always for myself, for sure. Look at what you write and how you say it. You know, words like, oh, just this. What do you mean, just this? Yeah. Oh. This could be a very big deal or still, I'm still not sure. That's that's a holding word that is not going to create momentum or movement. Um, or when you assume in the future, um, I had a dear student write, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I won't be able to get something done next week. And I was like, well, chances are you're not if you think that. And I get it. You know, we go into the future and we're busy and whatever. And we're like, how's this going to work? Well, it can very well work if at this moment, at this present moment, you actually change your belief about the non-existent future, change your belief and be really present because being present now creates this muscle and this purpose, and you take it to the next moment and the next, and all of a sudden, your actions, your presence, everything is so much more dynamic and gaining much greater results. Mm. Be mindful. Be mindful, hey. for real mindful. Yeah. I, I was having a chat with one of <laughs> Zoe's friends, too, in Abu Dhabi. He's like, I don't know all this mindfulness. You know, there's like, it seems to be very flippant. And I said, yeah, it's, it's a great point. Everyone's using the word mindful, and there's mindfulness.com and mindfulness dot org net whatever really think about what mindfulness is be present to the present moment and are you just focusing on your mind 
Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. like that's, that's another, it, there's kind of, there's double-edged swords every step of the way, I think mm-hmm. with this, like it really is kind of an intricate path that mm-hmm. um, takes some skill to navigate where the double-edged sword of that one is to be mindful. And it's like, well, what are you paying attention to in your mind? Mm-hmm. You know, are you being mindful of your limiting thoughts and focusing on those and trying to destroy them? Or are you like just redirecting yourself towards something higher. Well, that's the key. I mean, that's what we want to do when we're mindful, when we're present is always and forever. It's back to the frequency, right? Back to the choices. Always asking, you know, are my thoughts directed towards the highest and best? Am I taking action directed towards the highest and best? So being present, one of the best things we can ever do is just ask ourselves questions without judging, but just notice And when something isn't of a high vibratory nature, change it because you absolutely can. It's just, it's a choice. It's a decision. Like I said, it might take some effort. It's definitely going to take some practice. You're building a muscle, but you can do it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It really, especially when you're on your own, like Mm -hmm. you wind up, what happens then is you wind up without a good technology or system to deal with this. Mm -hmm. You wind up walking your karma. Right. So by that, I mean, you're going through your life and whenever something blows up, Mm -hmm. falls apart or really agitates you and gets under your skin, Mm -hmm. that's your opportunity to deal with it. Right. And if you don't, it's you're going to experience that again. Yeah. And if you do, you know, then you have to just basically do the self-inquiry and really make a concerted effort to get to the root of that and then to move mm-hmm. beyond it. So like if every time in your life you're getting to a certain point in your income or your business, or your momentum, and then it all falls apart and blows up. Fun. I've seen a lot of people like that, just yes. kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. When's it going to blow up? I just had someone right. message me yeah. that. <laughs> I was like, there is no other shoe. Yeah, there's no other shoe. There's no other shoe. You're good. Yeah. He's done great work. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a really common thing. And so like, well, now there's now basically you're setting up an expectation and a belief that uh, things can't go well for too long before right. they blow up. Totally. Right? So what do you think you're going to attract? What are you going to do? A cycle like that. Right. And so that gets back to the episode we did on drama mm. where another then well then somebody will create a drama to mm-hmm. blow things up. Mm-hmm. Relationships going too well. Yeah. And I think we need a little bit of excitement. Yeah. So I'm going to create an argument. Now, you're not thinking that in your mind. Like, mm-hmm. your mind isn't saying, like, I'm going to create an argument. So, you know, like, mm-hmm. but it, it, back in somewhere in there, like, that's what's happening. You're creating drama right. in order to, um, you know, fulfill that belief. Right, right, exactly. Or to create more excitement mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you think that you need out of that mm-hmm. rather than just productive action. Right, right. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. So what to do? you know, how to change beliefs. Number one, observe. Just really be the observer, right? When you create this um, sense of being a witness to the world and a witness to yourself, you're your best teacher. Hands on, you're the guru of your life. So observe without judging, but notice your thought flow. Notice how you write, how you speak, Notice the beliefs that you've taken upon yourself from family or friends or 
or situations, and then you assumed it would always repeat. So truly, truly observe. Oh, they're always, that person's always late, Mm -hmm. you know? You know, honestly, they might be. Right. So that's an interesting thing is like, then don't expect them not to be, but just observe. Yeah, observe and observe Mm -hmm. how that makes you feel. And Mm -hmm. if you're agitated by that, that's yours to deal with. Right. Right. Okay, good. Yeah, that's really good. What I I was going to say before is, um, and this is perfect because now we can put it in context of like, what do you think is the biggest sticking point for people? Not not in the process, but really like one of the biggest limiting beliefs or biggest beliefs that really sabotages people's success. What do you see? They don't understand who they are. You don't know who you really are. This is it. This is the number one thing. Humans, most humans do not understand their level of magnificence and their ability to create an exceptional life. And therefore, they're constantly looking outside of themselves and also, like you said, comparing and then therefore believing that they can't have, do, or be something or somebody that they want. Mm. That's the sticking point. Because if you don't know, we call this you know, the ignorance. Ignorance isn't a bad word, by the way, because we'll say like ignorance of self. This is an ancient teaching. The ignorance of self with a capital S means that within a human, there's a void. When the void is there, they're always searching for something else to fill it or some sort of drama or something to get a feeling or emotion or a quest. When you understand who you are and you fake it till you make it, but just begin to acknowledge that, your ability to create an exceptional life, you will right away see some changes. Hmm. So is it okay if I offer something around that? Yeah, sure. I think when when it has to do with identification. Identification and, is big. And what part of you you're identifying mm-hmm. with. And, and that actually shows up in language. Yes. I'm sad. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. That's a big I one. I think I'll do it. Yeah, I'm angry. Yeah. You know? I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And it's that identification. So what you're saying when you say that is that you are that emotion. You right. are that thought. Right. You are that effort. You are that feeling in your body. Mm-hmm. That is what you're saying when you say that. Right. And so. Which attracts a whole bunch of that energy right into your field. Right. Right. Because now you've bound yourself mm-hmm. to this physical dense form which is way harder to change than on the energetic level. Exactly. You know, once it's in the physical form. So that shows up in language. And and so those little shifts to like really consider, and this is, this is where I think real mindfulness comes in uh, or a deeper mindfulness is to be like, is to look at that and to think, am I sad or am I feeling sad? Mm-hmm. You know, I am experiencing the emotion of sad. Exactly. Now it'd be weird in conversation to say like, I am experiencing the emotion of sad. Oh, go for <laughs> it, people. Like flip them out. They'll be like, what? Dude, you're so cool. I can't believe you said that. That's so deep. <laughs> um, but what really like that's kind of the discernment of the actual, the the a, uh, a deeper layer of truth of mm-hmm. the matter mm-hmm. that helps and and as silly as that little thing might say, because that, that's that's somewhere where somebody would say, "Well, well, you know, I didn't mean it that way." Mm-hmm. Oh, train of truth, train of truth, going fast. I didn't I didn't mean it that way. You know, I meant you know I'm you know I'm just sad. You know, or I'm feeling sad or whatever. Like then yeah. they kind of get more to it. But it's like that is where that little leverage point is a place for discernment. It to, really is to really look at like who's sad. 
Right. You know, what part of you? Right. Because these layers matter. They totally matter. There, there are challenges on each layer. Right. And when you go to the most subtle layer in the energetic layer and solve that, it cleans up things outward mm-hmm. because of because of the exigency of the action, because one causes the next causes the next. The thoughts cause, you know, funnel into create a desire and the emotions around it and then those actions in the world. So when you solve it at the fundamental level, mm-hmm. you're just you're basically just other things are going to clean themselves up that you have no idea about right. more naturally. But if you don't have access to those tools, you're choosing not to take advantage of the tools that are available to you, then you're going to these are the ways that you look around it. Right. And that one little piece to be like, is that so? Is that so? You know, Great question. It, it really helps to keep you out of that entrenched thought and starts to change that. And you realize that your thoughts are actually very changeable. They're very changeable. Yeah, very, very Your changeable. beliefs are changeable. Your reality is changeable. But start with the thoughts and the words and the actions. Yeah. And really look at your beliefs. And again, it's not about judging. It's just like you'll you'll have this moment of like, oh my gosh. Really, I've been thinking, I've been believing that. No wonder I've created X, Y, and Z, right? And for the great stuff too, because when you begin to understand, you know, you manifestors out there, how you've really brought in what you want, you'll see a direct correlation and tie into what you believe to be so. Right. Uh, And then just looking at, I think, an you know, choosing an area of your life to look at. Mm, Keep mm -hmm. it simple. You know, Mm -hmm. don't look at everything all at once. Yeah. Choose one area. Let's money is always a really simple one. And mm-hmm. I, I like the money conversation because it's numbers. Right. Right. The numbers mm-hmm. don't lie. It's dollars and cents. Right. And then we put all this emotion and anxiety and past mm-hmm. beliefs like all over the money. And, the, you know, mm-hmm. it just gets really weird. Mm-hmm. So if you were to sit down and and just write down what are your beliefs about money? Right. Like what are the beliefs? That's at least going to show you where to start exactly right and if you've got limiting beliefs about your money mm-hmm. i can guarantee you have limiting beliefs in other areas of your life you have limiting beliefs in your relationships right about you have definitely have limiting beliefs around your time mm-hmm. time becomes the enemy your abilities yeah your abilities for mm-hmm. sure so all those things are going to be inter- interrelated, but you don't have to dive into all that. Just figure out one, yes. you know, and start to look at those beliefs and then start to just think like, well, how can I start to shift just one thing? Exactly. And that's exactly why we put out the, uh, the energy tools. Yes. Right. For I love those. to how to, um, eliminate negativity, Eliminate stress. Eliminate stress for ultimate stress and negativity for ultimate success and happiness. Yeah. Um, So those tools are there to help to get out of some of these patterns and to break down these patterns. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Sourcemovement.com forward slash success. Cool. And what those tools do is basically help you to um, break some of these patterns. So when you see yourself saying something, you know, uh, cursing for mm-hmm, one, like mm-hmm. curse words, you know, think about the energy behind those words mm-hmm. uh, and just cut, you know, cutting the cords. You see mm-hmm. yourself in a thought, thought flow that's just really unproductive. You just cut the cords to right. it, right? So that tool is in there. They're great tools and they're free. Yeah, so it is free. In, it'll be on our page too, but sourcemovement.com forward slash success. Perfect. Yeah. So that's, that's where that's at. And that, that'll kind of help to mm-hmm. at least start to solve some of it on the energetic level. You know, one of the things 
I see with that is people who start to use it and then it starts working and then it's like anything, then mm-hmm. it, it like, then they're not sure, like their mind starts to doubt it yeah. and they're not sure. And it's like, well, wait a second, like you're a totally different human than the last time we talked. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Yeah, no doubt. like like that, because they're subtle and I think it's, they're, they're so simple. It's like the first time I read Follow the Human Intellect, mm-hmm. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like this is so, it's just so simple. Like I already know that, mm. right? And this was years ago, uh, but then come to read it again. And again, and mm-hmm. spending like a whole, you know, month every morning going through this simple little right. um, paperback book, you know, you come to understand the depth of it and what it's actually doing. Right. So a simple tool like cord cutting, we could literally teach a weekend intensive mm-hmm. just on that tool and right. still not cover all the bases. Yeah. But there's some really simple fundamentals to get people started with using it so that they can continue to grow the practice. And that's really where the depth of it is. So uh, basically we put it out there so you could freaking use it. I know, right? <laughs> you know, like just yeah. go use, use it, it and go play it. with it and, and uh, experiment with right. it and, and send us a message, you know, info at source movement and let us know like how it's working for totally. you. Totally. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Great, man. Change your reality. Awesome. So... I think that about covers that. Yeah. Yeah. That should give everybody enough. Uh, again, questions about that, just send us in a question at info at sourcemovement.com. We love hearing from everybody and it, it really helps us to continue to um, create and shape the, the the show in a way that serves you to the highest. Like yes. we're not here to just hear ourselves talk. Like we're, our full intention is to. And speaking of questions. Serve. Speaking of questions. Uh, Kisma, you got an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Along the way this week. Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. The question is a great one. How do I know if I'm making decisions in alignment with my higher self? Okay. Because, you know, we talk a lot about that. We teach and talk a lot about making decisions in alignment with divine right order, divine right timing, basically your full potential higher self. Higher self is you at your highest and best. It's you at a higher dimension, you know, scientifically. But we we can connect with our higher self and we can always ask and be meticulous if we're making decisions in alignment with our higher self. And that goes back to thoughts, to words, to actions. So basically, if you look around and there's drama and trauma and chaos, you're not making decisions, choices in alignment with your higher self. That's the indicator that you're that's not. The, that's the metric. <laughs> okay. Think of it this way. The external world is beautiful for one very specific reason. It's like a carbon copy of what's going on inside of you. And what's going on inside of you is determined by your frequency and by whether you're making choices, decisions in alignment with your higher self. So if you are, the carbon copy will be really an exquisite template of that, a representation of those decisions and choices. So areas that are working well. Yes. And are really in alignment with your goals, your highest, your best. You can assume that there I'm making choices in that area. I'm making choices that are in alignment with my Mm -hmm. higher self. But if one area is kind of a mess or not working right or stuck Mm -hmm. uh, or having a lot of conflict, then you can assume that um, there's you're not making choices in alignment with your higher self. Yes. And, you know, I would even hesitate to assume. I, I mean, think, you know, we are a very interesting, complex being And as you said earlier, you know, a successful person can create success, not really believing, you know, they could have doubts, but they force their way through. So sometimes things will have um, 
a way to show up in other areas, even though choices in a different area were made mm. that were not quite in alignment, if that makes sense. So yeah. don't assume anything. Just go and really, you know, the desire is to, in every area, make decisions in alignment with your highest and best. That's a great, uh, yeah, that's a great point. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, fully consider that. So how do you do that? Ooh. How do you... Like, what do you have, like a methodology that well, you use? Well, yeah, or? we have definitely, you know, the the reading energy of the higher self is really big. If you've been on any of my webinars, you know how to do that, or some of my webinars. Um, basically, you will also know in your gut, like, listen to yourself. Because if you're making a decision um, that's not in alignment with your higher self, you're going to feel it in your body. You're going to get that hit. So the re- the requirement is to really listen. Right. Okay. Yeah. So really I mean, just- we're launching our whole intuition um, code training. So if anyone's interested in that, just email us at info at sourcemovement.com because we talk a lot about that. Just basically creating our reality by using our intuition, which is downloads from the universal plane of intelligence. And why why is this so important? So when you look at like manifesting from your higher self, like what's, how, how is that different, more powerful, less powerful than manifesting from basically your will mm. or your mm-hmm. 3D type personality? Well, it's just like we were talking. I mean, look, the, the mind is powerful. People force manifest all the time from the 3D, meaning, you know, this world of the first, first three dimensions, your body, your mental energy body, your emotional energy body, and the mind is powerful. So we can manifest from our ego, from our personality, but chances are there's going to be hiccups, there's going to be trials, there's going to be bumps. When you manifest from your full potential, from your higher self, you have help, your guides step in, you have guidance, it will happen according to divine right timing. So that whatever you're manifesting enters your life, your your reality, when you can actually handle it and grow from it and with it. Mm. So what I'm hearing then is a couple of pieces, you know, to answer this question, I think, concise, more mm-hmm. than like just really concisely mm-hmm. towards the end here. Uh, one is look around you. Look around you. And that's one of the first indicators of whether or not you're mm-hmm. manifesting in line with your higher self with your full potential. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly is to listen. Listen. Really listen when you're going to make a decision. And I find it, just as a quick little aside, like I find it easier sometimes on smaller decisions at first. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. like what am I going to have for dinner? You know, <laughs> and that like that matters, like how you eat yeah. matters. It affects your energy. It affects all, mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of mastering that, you know, really mm-hmm. listening to yourself when you make a decision um, and checking in with with if that's really in alignment, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. considering that. Um, and then beyond that is uh, also looking at the how you're taking action. So if it's feeling like super forced or mm-hmm. like really like that doesn't necessarily mean it's out of alignment with your full with your full potential. It just means that um, there might be something to consider. There. Exactly. You might you might be going against the grain. You mm-hmm. might be just expanding your container. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So really important. Yeah. OK, cool. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Yeah, thanks, everyone. So, so appreciate you being here. Um, As always, if you have a question, info at sourcemovement.com. Hit us up. Uh, Otherwise, go out there, everybody, and just really enjoy 
a lot more clarity. Clarity you know? and creating your reality. Create your reality from yeah. a clear space. I yeah. got this. Keep it simple. You yeah. totally got this. You got this. All right, everyone. Much love. Namaste. Namaste.